Hi, April. Hey, Sweetie. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you too. How was your week? It was great. Okay, so I had a really great time. I had the chance with uh, two other of my fellow cloud advocates here at Microsoft to participate in a hackathon that we did. So it was a two-day hackathon with a company called Second Harvest in Canada. So they take and organize food donations uh, to people in need. So um, we were kind of brought in to help them with a the hackathon to see how the Power Platform can help kind of streamline some of their processes. So, you know, they had this system that they had built with uh, one of their partners there, Redbit. And um, so it's a cool system as far as a website for, you know, people can go in, log in and say that I had this donation of food to give and then they could um, say that they want to receive it and all of that. Uh, but they were seeing that they were having some food donations not get picked up and they needed some help. Like how can we streamline this, the notification process that you missed a pickup and all that. So we helped them uh, build a flow of Power Automate to kind of streamline all of that. And then hopefully that will result in fewer uh, donations wasted. So it was super awesome and just really fulfilling to see that that's going to be making such an impact. That's awesome. I did see your tweet about that and I was like pretty excited. I was like, ooh, got to retweet this. And retweet this, by the way, my sister taught me is this new lingo. So instead of just being like, yeah, I agree with you or, you know, plus one on that. No, no, no. Now you just say, I retweet that. So I'm going to use this. I that's haven't new? heard that. Yeah, that, that's new. I guess I'm getting old and I'm not keeping up with the lingo. So that's a good thing. But I have you and your sister then to, to keep me up with that. <laughs> right? I know. I'm just like, hmm, okay, I can get into this. Pretty exciting. Yeah. So I actually have a question for you and even for the audience who's watching. So I got a second monitor. And now I'm trying to figure out how do I set it up? So should I like, do you do you have multiple monitors? Do you have a- keyboard? Yeah, I do. I have two on each side. I just, you know, with the standard, like two just horizontally. But yeah, I know like a lot of people have some crazy intense setups and different ways of doing it. Right, I know. So I'm trying to decide between like horizontal vertical or vertical vertical or, you know, the horizontal horizontal. So, you know, if anyone has any tips or, you know, the best way you like it, I'm going to crowdsource it. I'm going to ask everyone who's watching. I'm going to ask, you know, all the people on the show today, if you guys can help me, super appreciate it because it's really urgent. I get this whole monitor situation figured out because there's an exciting thing happening on Sunday, April. Super exciting thing. So there's E3. So it's the Electronics Expo that happens every year. But this one is super exciting because at 10 a.m. on Sunday, uh, Microsoft will be presenting the Xbox and Bethesda keynote, which is going to be pretty cool. So it's going to be the game showcase for the year. And I'm really hoping they drop some, you know, cool inside information, maybe Halo Infinite, maybe not, who knows, but yeah. it should be pretty cool, really exciting because, you know, Satya is like, so the, there's a link in the show notes about this interview with uh, Phil Spencer and Satya and Satya is all about we're going all in on gaming. So it's pretty exciting. So do, do check out that article. And yeah, I'm very excited for the uh, for the showcase just to see what new games yeah. are coming up. That's cool. I saw that tweet. Yeah. And I know like they had that partnership with uh, the shitty games. So there should be lots of cool stuff that they're showing. I'm looking forward to that. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And another thing that I am definitely looking forward to is today's show. So do you want me to like give you a little sneak peek yes. of what we have coming up? Okay, sweet. So the so today is pretty exciting. We have a new friend. So we're going to start off with this new segment called Faking DDNS with Pierre. Hey, how you doing? Uh, I'm Pierre Roman. I'm a cloud advocate. I deal in the IT and operations audience. So we're going to talk about how we can leverage some tools to get some stuff done. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. And then we're going to have our MVP segment, the MVP spotlight. We have Glauter and Anna with us today. Hello, world. Today we're going to talk about psychology, mentoring, people, mental health. 
many things with our MVP, Ana Orotia from Uruguay. Super cool, super cool. And then we have an awesome and inspiring interview with uh, humans in Microsoft, uh, humans in the humans with Microsoft segment. I don't want to give that away right now. We'll, we'll get to that when we get to that. And back from vacation, we have Diego. Diego! Hello, everybody. <laughs> awesome. So pretty, pretty solid lineup, wouldn't you say, April? Uh, yeah, I mean, seems pretty awesome. And of course, you know, Diego with the guitar can always count on that. <laughs> always exciting, always exciting. Yeah. Alrighty, so let's get into it. So in our first segment, we have a new friend joining Pierre, and he's going to be talking to us about faking DDNS. Hello, Pierre. Yes, uh, faking DDNS, which is a bit of a play on um, it's an article that I wrote and Scott last week asked me, he says, hey, you should really come and talk about this. Um, We've all been stuck at home, uh, working from home, and my audience and what I focus on mostly is the hybrid workload. So I have an environment uh, in my home lab uh, with like uh, uh, Azure Stack HCI, uh, some VMs running there. Uh, I'm doing a whole lot of stuff that's to simulate that hybrid environment, but I'm going to need to connect to that once we start traveling again. That Right. Now we're all getting the shots. Uh, so I needed to figure out a way to do this. And my ISP keeps changing my IP address constantly and at random time. Gotcha. So I needed to figure out a way to do it. And of course, uh, I've had people on Reddit and other places say, there's an easy way. You just, it's a one CLI command. Yes. But the way I wanted to do it was to leverage some tools that allowed me to do it effectively. Right. and also very securely. So what I'm doing is I'm running a Raspberry Pi, so kind of like an IoT-ish uh, in my own network that monitors my external IP address uh, using PowerShell because PowerShell runs on Linux. And then when it realizes that my IP address has changed, it sends uh, the notification to an Azure function through a webhook. And the Azure function gets that information securely because we've added the uh, function key to it. So no, not everybody can change my IP address if they feel like it. And then once the, the function gets it, the function can then change the record in my DNS zone, which is hosted on Azure DNS. I know I could have used other services for that. There are plenty out there that are, uh, some are free, some are paid for, but I'm already managing my zone in Azure DNS. Gotcha. DNS, yeah, and it doesn't already, it doesn't uh, uh, support zone transfer or dynamic DNS, which is why I called it faking, faking. DNS. Nice play of words there. That's pretty, pretty amazing. And I love how many different technologies have tied in this. We're talking about Raspberry Pi and PowerShell running on it, talking to an Azure function. That is absolutely, like, that's actually freaking awesome. Um, can you highlight what are the benefits of using this tool? Well, number one, uh, it's secure. So uh, number two, it's very efficient. So I, it only runs when the my online uh, my uh, on-site uh, script notices that my IP has changed. It runs very very quickly, and because it's function, I'm only getting pay. I only pay for the service when it runs. Um, so so far, after running it for a few weeks, my cost expectance. Uh, I'm expecting to cost about. 32 to 35 cents a month uh, in compute time. 
Plus, I don't have to manage, so it's very flexible and it's very lightweight because I don't have to manage a VM. It's running serverless. And I didn't have to learn a new language. I could use PowerShell inside an Azure function. That's pretty impressive. I love it. And especially just 30 cents. Wow, that's awesome. I know. Um, yeah. Um, so what are you expecting? Uh, like, what is your outcome? What was your aim in developing this whole tool? What is what is the one thing that you want to share with everyone? I wanted to my audience, so IT and ops audience to realize because I've had that conversation at many conferences where I'll say, oh, I'm using VS Code, I'm using serverless and they say, no, no, uh, those are developer tools. I'm, I'm an IT pro or I'm an ops person. I want everybody to realize that there is no such thing as a dev tool or an IT tool. It's just a tool that we can all leverage in order to get to where we need to go efficiently uh, without having to relearn everything and to uh, deploy massive systems. Amazing, amazing. And where can everyone go to find this tool or learn more about it? Well, we have our blog, itopstock.com, and we also have a Discord server where we connect with the community. So if you want to connect with the IT and ops community, uh, join our Discord server and the address is uh, in the show notes. That is super great. Thank you so much for sharing with us, Pierre. I learned something completely new today. April, wasn't that an impressive setup? Yeah, like mind blown. PowerShell, Azure Functions, Webhooks, all this stuff, DNS, that's crazy. That's, that's pretty cool. And I love that too, like that everyone's, a lot of people are using Discord. Uh, that's pretty cool for communities. Like I've been thinking about, we need to start one of those for the Power Platform maybe. Like, so that's cool as well. All right, well, speaking of cool, now we have our MVP Spotlight segment with Glauter and this week at Plebeus Ana. How are you guys doing? Hi. Hi, April. Hello, world. So I'm pleased to introduce you. Ah, by the way, I'm Glauter Januzzi from Rio, Brazil. And today we have our business app MVP from Montevideo, Uruguay, Ana Inês Urutia. Uh, and Ana, please let us know how can a psychology professional transition to the technology, the career in tech? So you are a psychologist, aren't you? Yes. Hello, world. I'm a psychologist. Um, I started studying psychology because I wanted to become an HR specialist because as a, a psychologist, we can perform some activities in HR departments and I want to become a part of them. After years working in different HR areas from different companies in diverse industries, I ended up in a Microsoft partner company uh, to cover a five month leave, um, maternity leave as an HR assistant. And in that company, I was able to transition from HR to projects. And I never went back to HR because I fell in love with Dynamics for Human Resources and I started working on that. And that was the start of my career in IT. Inspiring story, Anna. So uh, you are a Microsoft MVP and expert on people. Uh, and talking about people, uh, how important is to take care of mental health and interpersonal relationships right now, especially in these pandemic times? Well, I think that um, relationships is one of the things I miss the most. Uh, last time I had coffee with a colleague was back in March 2020 uh, when the pandemic started. Um, I was stuck in Peru when the pandemic started, unable to travel due to restrictions. So it was a challenge for me to stay connected and find balance. Uh, luckily for me, there was an awesome Microsoft community um, out there to help me and support me. But regarding to your question, um, I think people started to value some other elements of life despite work. And luckily, mental health is one of them. 
we were struggling, all of us, with anxiety or depression or overproductivity and other crazy things that are going on. But I see people finally connecting with stuff that makes them happy, like learning how to cook or writing a book or enjoying family time. Um, I think it's a constant challenge that we're facing all together without previous experience. Awesome. And, and I'm, I'm curious here, with all the background you have in psychology, how people can connect and support each other better than better, Anna? I think mentoring is the way to, to go. Um, if you're looking for a supportive way um, where your main topic is you, your development, your wellness, people uh, is out there um, mentoring, offering mentoring and doing it just for giving and not expecting anything back. Yeah, awesome. Mentoring is very, very good. It's a very good way to stay connected indeed. Uh, I saw your blog post on Microsoft Tech Community when you mentioned about brilliant post, by the way. Uh, I recommend all of you uh, to, to, to read Anna's post, uh, where you mentioned the hidden power of mentoring. So how important is mentoring to your life and to our life, Anna? Well, mentoring is part of my daily life. Um, April here was able to mentor me, so I'm very, very happy to be here sharing the, the, uh, the program with her. But I think uh, mentoring is one of the most important concepts in Microsoft community world. I had a chance to learn from others, and now I'm paying back to mentoring people, um, sharing my path maybe worthy to someone else, and it may encourage others to start a journey. Um, you never know the impact you can make by sh simply sharing your story. Um, Yes, and providing your unique point of view. You can learn beyond the concept or the content. You can learn uh, about people and even become friends. Yeah, I'm personally in love uh, with mentoring since a long time in my career, uh, including reverse mentoring is very healthy for us. Uh, another question I'd like you to ask you, uh, uh, would be how important would be to be connected in community for those who are not familiar uh, with community, tech or non-tech community. How important is it for a human being to be part of a community, Anna? Well, I think it's very important to belong to communities in so many levels. We are, we all of us, we are part of a remote community that is always there to support our path, um, but also to build, build bridges and encourage others to, uh, to reach their full potential. Uh, for starters, my recommendation is to find a community nearby where you feel welcome, uh, where you think you can, and when do you think you can contribute with your uniqueness? Thank you very much. Amazing, Anna. Uh, I would like to reinforce that if you'd like to be familiar with MVP, the community, uh, Microsoft MVP community, just ask us mvp.microsoft.com and stay tuned with us. So I want to say thank you, Anna. Do you have any final word to the community? No, thank you very much for having me. So I'd like to hand over to April and Wiki on Learn TV Studios. Hey, Swiki, thank you so much, Anna. Uh, Swiki, I don't know, have you had experience like mentoring? Like, I, I don't know about you, but for me, like I got so much more out of being a mentor than I think even being mentored myself. Like, it's just like, it's a really cool experience. Yeah, I haven't haven't had a chance to mentor anyone yet, but I have been mentored. I have a couple of mentors and it is a very fulfilling experience for sure. Yep. Definitely. All right. Well, next up, we have our Humans of Microsoft segment with Lawrence, and I believe he's talking with Cynthia. 
Hello and welcome back to Humans of Microsoft. This is a segment where I talk to people from all around the world and they all have one thing in common. They all work for Microsoft. And this week I'm joined by Cynthia. Hello, Cynthia. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm very good. Thank you so much. Cynthia, you are a sales specialist and you're based in one of my favorite regions in the whole world, which is Singapore. Yes, yeah. Singapore is a good country. It's a very hot country. Yeah. <laughs> Very hot and amazing food, so I love going there. <laughs> a lot of good food around as well, yeah. Perfect. Uh, Cynthia, let's go straight into the question. What would you say was a pivotal moment, a critical moment in your career? Sure. I started my career in the telecommunication space. So mm -hmm. I was following a lot of internet services and data server hosting. And back then, when I was talking to my customers, I realized the cloud term was frequently being brought out by them. And hence, I took a chance and took a leap into the cloud company. And here am I in the cloud computing space. Oh, that's really interesting. So at some point, you kind of noticed you needed to change your career a little bit, right? Yes, exactly. So it's like a leap just like this, yeah. Yeah, no, that's interesting. And, and definitely, this is a space where we keep learning all the time, right? So this is uh, definitely something to keep in mind. So if you could go back in time, like anytime you want, what would you tell yourself to help you getting started in your career? To be honest, I'm very envy the kids nowadays because they get exposed to technology at a very young age. So if I really could turn back time, I really hope that I could born at a much later date whereby I'm exposed to more technology, like even coding, so that at least in my tech journey, I could actually accelerate and smoother my learning curve. Mm, I see. Yeah, that's interesting. And, and getting started early is, uh, is interesting. But it's also nice in programming that you can also start at any time, right? And in fact, if you talk to people who don't have a programming background, uh, what can you recommend so that they get started? To be honest, I'm very fortunate to be part of Microsoft because Microsoft make a lot of investments to support the developer community. So uh, my advice to them is that start with something low, no code or even low code because there's a lot of such tools available. So they mm -hmm. can actually leverage on those and do a lot of their apps development, which cannot be done in the past. Mm, that's interesting. And, and I really like what you said about the low code and no code because it's an offering which even if you don't write code, it's still kind of shaping you know, your way to think, right? Into how do I program, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's really cool. And if people want to get into the IT space at all, what is the guidance that you would give them? It's a very exciting space, I would say. It will never get bored in your job. It's not like the nine to five job that, you know, you do things on a routine basis. Technology is ever changing. And every other day, there's always a new thing for you to learn. And you'll be amazed on how technologies evolve and your imagination is the limit. Uh -huh, that's very cool. And so in the no-code or low-code space, do we have a recommendation? Yeah, sure. I mean, start with the tools and build something of your dream, like something, some application that you feel that you want to build, like, for example, a shopping apps, or e-commerce apps. So you can start from there. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. And so, for example, Power App is a good way to get started, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh -huh. Very interesting. All right. And what is one more thing you want to tell our viewers, maybe to inspire them? To be honest, I didn't start with a tech background because I graduated with a business management. So my advice to the viewer is that if you really have the passion for technology, it's never too late to make the switch. As long as you have the you are bold enough, yes, come join us. Mm -hmm. and, and it's quite important to tell them that even if you don't have a technical background, even if you don't have a degree in computer science, it's fine, yeah. right? We have tons of people at Microsoft who, who never learned computer science at all, and, and yet they are still coding, right? Yes, exactly. So this is the beauty of technology. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's quite a fascinating array, in fact.
Well, it yeah. was very good to hear from you and to hear this uh, refreshing take on IT and on the programming space. Thank you so much, Cynthia, for uh, taking the time to talk to us. And to all the viewers, thank you so much for watching. And we'll see you next time on Humans of Microsoft. Thank you, Cynthia. Yes, thank you. Take care. Well, that was cool. I loved her advice on uh, starting with low and no code. You, could, you know, my ears perked up when I heard power apps. <laughs> I knew it. I was just like already imagining you like smiling in the back. I said, oh, yeah, power app. But for me, my favorite no code, low code is Microsoft Make Code because, you know, I like games. And it was a fun way for me to just, you know, like, oh, this is how a game is built. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, Make Code is pretty cool. But, you know, you can make some pretty cool games and power apps too. Just saying. Huh, I will check that out. I'm going to try this out this weekend. <laughs> nice. All right. Next up is our favorite person. Our favorite person is back from vacation. Diego's back. Hello, Suiki. Hello, April. And hello, world. I'm really glad to be here. And yep. uh, um, as you know, I'm here in Seattle, Washington, the Microsoft headquarters. And I, I've been collecting stories of my 20 years at Microsoft on these walls. And, and today I want to share one that that really separates the people at Microsoft who I've seen have a lot of sustained success and people that perhaps get stuck. You know, I, I met Suiki at Microsoft, literally thousands of people over the last two decades. And, and I see a difference between the ones that continue to grow and have impact and the ones that don't and end up being a bit unhappy about it. Um, do you want to know the difference? Uh for sure. I'm, I'm just like, I'm like sitting here waiting. Also, I had a lot of coffee, so I kind of want to do this while I'm waiting, but I'm going to just like, yes, please, please tell me. Yes. Well, this is the, the, the quote that I've had here on my, uh, on my office for about 10 years now. And it says that what you learn after you know it all, it is what counts. What you learn after you know it all, it what counts. And it sounds a bit counterintuitive, but here's, here, here is the way to to look at it you know in life we go about learning things and specializing on things and and mastering areas of our life and and you know when we do that we are more productive we, we make more money we have more impact and here's the thing the thing is that we pay a price when we do that Swiki and audience and the price for being an expert is that we lose the beginner's mindset and the beginner's mindset is something that we have when we're entering a new space and we see a lot of possibilities. Experts don't see a lot of possibilities because they know what's good, what's not good already. Beginners see more possibilities. So a question that I ask myself and I want to ask you is, when was the last time that you allowed yourself to be a rookie about something? When well, kind of <laughs> did right now. What is your monitor setup, Diego? Can you help me figure that out? The fact that you're struggling or figuring out how to set up your second monitor is a really good sign that you're growing and learning. And, and that's a really good sign for you and your way, Swiki. You know, for me, like when I moved to the U.S., from Argentina to the U.S., I went from being an expert on how to live in a country to a complete rookie on how to live on, a, on his new country. And, and it was painful, Swiki. I cried. I literally cried for every day for two months in a hotel room when I moved. And later, after 15 years of engineering and I was, I was an expert on how to ship software at Microsoft, I switched to HR. Uh, and honestly, right. it was a rookie in many ways. And I slept two hours a night for the first two, three months, you know, and it was very painful. And But that is the only way to unlock growth and a new level in life, you know. Now I'm at, in my 40s, I'm becoming a rookie about Diego. I, I'm, I'm, I'm for the first time in many years, I'm looking inside and saying, 
why am I the way I am? You know, I'm going to psychotherapy and, and, and I'm allowing myself to be a rookie about who I am. So again, having that beginner's mindset can look like a step back. And many times it is, but it's that step back so you can get two, three, or or a thousand steps forwards, you know? Because what gets you here is not what's going to get you there. Um, making sense so far? Yeah, you are actually. And it also lines in with what we just heard Cynthia talk about, you know, about taking a leap and, you know, not being afraid to try something new. Yeah, it's, it's really inspiring. Yeah. MVP Anna went from, from HR to tech. And, and, and I, you know, I think this not only applies to people, but also to companies. So Microsoft was an expert at many things like Windows and, and, and shrink wrap products and Office. And we had to, you know, like about a decade ago and learn things. So many times it's about, I'm a fan of learning. You know, I love learning. Sometimes it's about unlearning. And Satya came in, he established this idea of growth mindset from Carol Dweck in the company, and we've been unlearning things. So we, we took some steps back so we can take many steps forward. And now in the pandemic, with soft products like Teams, like Microsoft is being able to adapt, be much more impactful. So, so again, when you allow yourself to be a rookie, you go through some short-term pain, but then you unlock new levels of growth. So the question that I leave all of you today is, in which area of your life are you allowing yourself to be a rookie? If the answer is none, then you're on your way to getting stuck. So you go and allow yourself to be a rookie. You will not regret it in the long run. That's all for me today. I'll have more for you on Monday. Awesome. Awesome. That was that was an awesome tip from Diego. Hey, April, what do you think? I think it was pretty inspiring. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think uh, if, if you become an expert in something and get you can get complacent maybe. And but when you're new to something, you're trying to prove yourself and and learn. So that's really great advice. Don't use, you know, lose that mindset there. Yeah, 100 percent, 100 percent. Yeah, cool. Well, it's been a great show. So what do you think, Swiki? Should we bring back all of our guests that we've had? Yeah, why don't you bring back the guests? And I'm going to go check, take a look at the chat while you do that. See if anybody has fixed my monitor issue. For me. Yes, yeah, we need a feedback. So let's bring back Pierre. Pierre, any answer? that you want to share with the audience uh keep connecting with the community uh keep mentoring the new uh, the new people and learning from them as well and uh connect with us on discord and learn more on learn i have uh, just quickly to interrupt um i see a question from robert about if, you, if there's a github to get the code could you just remind everyone where they can get access to the tool again well uh the the code is in the blog on itopstock.com uh, however, Robert just made me think that GitHub is a great developer tool that can be leveraged for IT. So I'm going to uh, put it in a GitHub repo. Awesome. Awesome. And let's see, uh, Anna and Glauter, uh, great having you on. Love your story. Anna, any you know calls to action for the audience here? Uh, feel free to reach out. Um, when I call Donna, so do the thing. Um, and yeah, stay connected. That's my my goodbye message. Yeah, don't feel yourself like you are alone in the world. So get together, get connected, share your experience. We have every day an opportunity to learn something new uh, with being humble and, and being connected with your others. So mentor people and try to find a mentor for, for you as well. Bye-bye. Yes, mentorship. And I love that you quoted Donna on it. <laughs> That's awesome. Do the thing. Uh, uh, Diego, I know we just talked to you, but any yes. final words? You cannot learn what you think you already know. So again, you know, like you gotta make some room for new for new thoughts. Um, so it's okay to question yourself. Am I really an expert on this? 
maybe not. Maybe there's more to learn. And if I am, then maybe I should go learn something else. And you know, it's funny because as a company, when someone makes a change to an area where they're a rookie, the company benefits as well. They lose an expert in an area, but that person becomes a rookie in a new area, and they will see new opportunities for innovations that experts cannot see. So you cannot learn what you think you already know. That's all I have. <laughs> awesome. So, Sonia, did you get any answers about your monitor setup? Like, what's the well, consensus? Yeah, the, po the poll is still going on, so I'm going to like check out the results of that later. But Robert has a very interesting setup where he's basically just connected to a big TV monitor. And I'm kind of digging that because this big TV right here. So I'm going to explore some interesting options and also super proud of Pierre, learn how to use GitHub. Yes, that's the theme of the day. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you again, everyone. So let's see, what do we have next up? I think it's the AI show with Seth, and he's going to be doing rock, paper, scissors, maybe Spock. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Okay. All right. Well, thanks again, everyone. Uh, what wave are we doing today, Swiggy? You said what Spock, wave? so let's just do Spock. So I, I can't, you know, I don't think I can do that. That's it. That's our wave yeah, for today. So bye. Thanks. Happy bye. weekend, everyone. Bye. -bye. <laughs>